and welcome back to Southern Nights Podcast. I'm your host, Alicia. I hope all of you are doing great. Um, it is Wednesday, April 26th at 4.43 p.m. for me. So, <laughs> a little early. Um, today has been kind of rough at my house. How's yours been? Like, I hope it's been better than mine. There was a lot of drama today. And I'm quite exhausted. But the show must go on. I hope that everyone has been enjoying um, the series that I'm doing. Um, that's what I'm going to talk about today is part three. I also hope that um, you've gotten to listen to the Gossamer Falling Um upload then if you haven't go back and listen to that um i had to clean it up it was longer than it should have been and um anyway i have that fixed now um i was told that uh, there's another episode that um after it ended went on and i don't know which one that was so um i i tried to figure it out but anyway i have so many uploads now i don't know which one it is and um and I have taken a couple of them down because um, doing business with other people, I was kind of like um, concerned about some of the topics that I have talked about and how it would come across with doing business with other people. And I just, I don't know, I kind of wanted to clean things up. So there, I took down, I think, two, two episodes. One of them was the Marjorie Taylor Green one, which, by the way, I still think she's not cool. Anyway. Um... So I think the last thing I talked about was being in labor with my son and him coming out. And so back to where I was in the hospital after having my son. Um, so I remember seeing signs of him having stomach issues he would um pull his legs up and ball up and start crying and a nurse came in at one point and I told her I think he might have colic and so she told me it was too early to know that but I was right because for the next six months or so um we had to battle that and um I I remember talking to his pediatrician and everything and I everyone assumed because I was a young mother that I was just stupid and didn't know what I was talking about and um but I did and my mom had gone through me having colic really bad as well and um since I was still living at home at the time of course my mom was there to witness all of it I was right um he had colic but no one would listen to me and take it seriously so that was very unpleasant having to deal with that and of course that put a lot of strain um on the whole family, but definitely um, mine and Dawn's relationship because we were really still new to each other as well. And then we had this baby relying on us. And um, <laughs> oddly enough, the only person that could get our son to calm down and actually burp and feel better and fall asleep um, was my cousin that lived with us. <laughs> so he's like my brother. And, um, 
he was the only one. And so there were many, many times where we'd be knocking on his door in the middle of the night, like 3 a.m. after the baby had been screaming for hours and beg him to please work his magic. And thankfully for us, he actually, he would, and he would get um, my son to burp and calm down and then he would just fall asleep on him. And so they would sleep um, like that. <laughs> so He has his own stories too, like... um he would sleep, you know, with his shirt off or whatever, and my son would be laying on him. And then um, in the middle of the night, he woke up to my son trying to nurse him. So <laughs> it's funny. Anyway, um, so he's really my cousin, but he's like a brother. And, you know, I always told him that um, my kids would call him uncle when I had kids someday. And so they do. Um, He's their uncle, and he's awesome. Um, so our son screamed so long and every day, and um, like I said, it was taking its toll on us. And um, I was trying to breastfeed. I and I, in fact, tried to breastfeed every single one of my children, but. Um, no matter what I did, I did not make enough milk. So it was always supplemented with formula, sadly. And that was a bummer for me because, I mean, I tried. I've had seven babies, so I've tried seven times to successfully breastfeed, and I never could do it. Um, and I've taken, you know, supplements and ate better and everything like that and drank plenty of water trying to build my supply, and just nothing worked. So I, it's just not in the cards for me, I guess. Um that took a toll on me too because I felt um inadequate um I couldn't feed my my child and and I couldn't get him to burp I couldn't well I mean I could he would burp but not the deep one that would help him calm down and feel better so I felt really um inadequate and um like I beat myself up for it like I I, I prided myself on being a good mother and um and I felt like I wasn't um, because I couldn't take care of my kid the way he needed me to. And um, so one day while he was napping in the crib, um, I had this desk in my room and I wanted to clean it out. So um, I was cleaning it out. I had old papers from school and things I'd written and stuff like that that I didn't want to keep anymore. And so... Um, I had him on my bed and I was going through, actually I was sitting on the floor initially and then I moved up to my bed and, um, cause I got uncomfortable on the floor and I'm looking through these papers and, um, I decided to start shredding them to like get rid of them. It wasn't really that big of a deal. So I'm like shredding this paper and at the time I'm just like throwing it back in the floor, like whatever, I'll just, you know, I'll get a trash bag and then I'll bag it up after this. You know, I didn't want to make all this noise with the baby asleep. So, um, it felt meditative to me and I didn't think it was that big of a deal. It wasn't like I lost my mind. I wasn't like sitting there, um, confused about anything or anything like that. I was just literally going through and didn't have a paper shredder and I was just shredding it, you know, tearing off this bits of paper and putting it in the floor and I was going to clean it up once the baby was awake. Like I said, didn't want to wake him up with a plastic bag or whatever. So... 
Don comes in the room and acted like I was crazy. Um, I, re I remember him just being like, oh, my God, you've lost your mind. I'm like, yeah, I'm tired, you know, I'm stressed or whatever. But I really, this was just me cleaning out my desk. But he took it, like, way far. Um, I still don't know why he was thinking that. I, I don't know what he was thinking. But what he did next really was upsetting and scary. Um, remember, my baby was asleep in his crib. And I was just, you know, tearing the paper up because I needed to clean out my desk anyway. You know, it was like old stuff from when I was a kid. And I'd graduated and, you know, whatever. I was just cleaning out my desk. Was, I don't know. It was weird. He grabs the baby from a deep sleep. just grabs him, yanks him up, so immediately the baby's screaming, startled, and he, like, runs to the bathroom, which was right by my bedroom, so you go out my bedroom door, and the bathroom was right to the left, the door, like, right there to the left, so he just goes in real quick, locks me out, and the baby's screaming, and he's telling me, um, he was scared I was going to hurt the baby, that's what he told me, I was like, what, are you out of your mind, I would never hurt my child, any child, Give me my baby. No, he yelled. I'm like, what? He was sleeping. You grabbed him. Now he's scared and crying. Give him back to me now. That's what I told him. Like, give him back. That's when my family came down the hall to find out what was going on. And so um, I explained that what was going on real quick and that he wouldn't let me have the baby back. He just snatched him up while he was asleep. He was just in his crib sleeping. Nothing was happening anyway. And so, um, because I told them, um, he relented and finally started opening the bathroom door, which I then pushed all the way open and grabbed my son and cradled him and tried to calm him down. And, um, so I did, I calmed him. I took care of him, fed him. I changed him. And held him to relax him. Um, I cleaned everything up. And I told Don. I I just. I was shredding the paper. You know. Because it, it was old paperwork that I had. And I don't know why the hell he was thinking. It was anything scary. Or I don't really know. I don't know. Um, so he. He did this often where he acted like I was crazy. But what happened a couple of months later after that was um, probably when our son was a couple of months old or so, um, Don had, like, lost his mind. And I don't even know what happened. Um, he was just sitting there, and then all of a sudden, um, he starts punching himself in the face in my bedroom floor. Enough to where he made his nose bleed and he like, you know, his lip cracked or whatever. He busted his lip. And so he was like spewing blood all over my new carpet because we had just redone my room like the year prior. So I had new carpet and we had repainted and everything. My room was looking nice. Um, He's getting like blood all over it. And I'm like yelling at him um, to get get to the bathroom get off the carpet you're getting blood everywhere and I'm like why are you hitting yourself and um <sighs> that 
that's one instance. Another one was, I think it was before my son was born. So it would have been after my graduation from high school, but before my son was born, and he was born in July of 97. Um, my family went, they were going to go away for the weekend. Um, I think they were going up to Oklahoma to visit family, if I'm not mistaken. And um, it was supposed to be the whole weekend, like three days. Um, so Don and I had the house to ourselves, and I actually looked forward to it and enjoyed that. Um, sorry about my birds. They're in a mood today. Um, I wanted to feel um, like we had our own place. Like it was just us and we were just finally just a family with just us and not another whole family in the house kind of thing. You know? And it wasn't any slight to my, my family, although my mom did take it that way, but I'll get to that in a minute. Um, so I write, and for the most part, it went okay, but at one point, Don got pissed at something, and I, I can't remember what, but he used to do this all the time. He would just, like, get himself worked up in his own mind and then get mad at me and take it out on me and the kids or whatever, but anyway, and he still does that, by the way. Anyhow, um, he got mad. He went into the hallway, which my room was down the hallway, and the bathroom was at the end of the hallway. Um, and my cousin's room was the first room down the hallway. And then there was like a hall closet, my room and the bathroom, like at the end. Anyway, so he goes into the hallway, like right in front of my cousin's room. And he hit the wall and he put a hole in the wood panel. Um, it was, you know, you know what I mean? That cheap wood paneling from the seventies and eighties or whatever. So he put a hole in it. And I remember being scared because um, I knew my mom was going to be really, really mad about this. Um, even though I didn't do it, it was going to be my fault. And um, which that's a whole other issue. But anyway. Um, so, you know, that day goes by. The next day, we were supposed to have one more day left where they were still gone. And... I was doing dishes because I had dinner. So I was doing the dishes. And then our our kitchen window faced the backyard. And uh, my family typically came in at this point in time. They came in through the back gate and the back door, which was right by the kitchen. Sorry, I needed a drink. So I'm doing the dishes, looking out the window, and I see my mom and my dad come up, and I'm like, crap. I didn't say crap. I said shit, but anyway. Um, my mom looked up at the same time that I realized they were home, and I said shit. Um, and I write, she always and still thinks it's because I didn't want them home. And I mean, yeah, I kind of didn't want them home yet because I was enjoying just time with, you know, my husband, and even though he hit the wall, you know what I mean? Like, you just want to be out on your own at that age. So anyway, um, but the real reason was the hole he put in the wall, and I was, I knew, I knew the reckoning was coming, but anyways, um, these, act, and I write, these acts from him wouldn't be the last. I mean, this is 
dotted our whole entire time of knowing him, and my kids can attest to that. They're all adults now, and the ones with him, and um, they're all in their 20s. And, um... <sighs> all right. I remember when I first met his mother, she told me he was supposed to be on meds. She had caught him one day repeatedly banging his head against his dresser to the point he was bleeding, does it sound like, when he was hitting his face? He denied he had been on meds, but she told me he had been, and she wished he still was. Later on her deathbed, she wanted to talk to me alone. This is so at the hospital, in ICU, she kicked her husband and Don out of the room to talk to me. She held my hand and she told me how sorry she was for how Dawn is. She apologized to me. I'll never forget it or the look on her face. She said she felt it was her fault and now I had to deal with it. He never believed she told me that, but she really did. I don't need him to believe it because I was there and so I know. I know the truth. And he can try to lie, deny, and sneak. But everyone knows he's a liar. And I'm not saying that just because he's my ex and we have beef. Um, I, I'm saying that because that's fact. Um, none of our three kids have any respect for him at all. And there's so much more that happened. I don't know when I'm going to write the next part because I feel like I need a little bit of a break um, from thinking about this. <laughs> um, there was so much. There was so, so much, and there's still so much. There's so much that there's some of it that won't make it in here because it's just, it's been... You know, since 1996. That's a long time ago. I wish that I... had more confidence in myself when I was that age. Um, I wish... that I had been stronger... I have a lot of regrets from that time. I I have a lot of regrets now. Um, life is ever-evolving, and no matter how old you get, there's always some lesson to be learned, and if the universe can teach it to you, by golly, it will, right? So, but I definitely know that I didn't deserve any of this. My children definitely did not deserve any of this. And, um, as we go along into this story, um, I did try to, um, get us all out in the best way that I could at the time. And, um, even now I still believe that that was the best choice that I could do at the time, even though it pains me and I have regrets about all of that sometimes in life. It's all just shitty choices, and you have to pick the least shitty one. So, 
Um, I had gotten a lot of flack for a lot of choices that I had made. And, um, and I even had people, even those close to me that knew the shit I went through with Dawn, tried to just get me to stay because, quote, all men are the same, unquote. No, not all men are the same. No, they're not. And if you really believe that all men or all women or all any group is the same, you have limited sight. And you need to learn to stop being so judgmental of a whole entire group. That is so unfair to say, especially in this scenario that I lived, that my children have lived, that my family lived. It is such BS. And eventually I'll tell you one of the people, well, there's two people that said that to me at the same time. <laughs> and I don't know, it, I, it just blows my mind because I'm like, how can you sit there and watch somebody you care about go through this kind of stuff and then tell them, oh, you should just stay with them. Anyway, that is all for now. Um, I'll see when I feel like writing some more. It probably won't be too long, but I just need a little break. So the next episode will probably be just a regular, regular, <laughs> a regular old podcast of me just talking whatever. Okay. All right. I love you all. Thank you so much. Take care and bye for now.